Welcome to Just a Parishioner. I'm Loren Zaragoza. I'm Sean Greeley. Thanks for downloading today's episode. And don't forget to subscribe. These episodes are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, We've got a great show for you today. Most likely you are listening during Holy Week. So we wanted to talk about Holy Week, right, Sean? Yeah. And obviously it's it's called Holy Week because it's one of the holiest times of the year. So it deserves its own episode. That's what we thought. Nice. (laughs) Why is it called Holy Week? It's the holiest week of the year. Yep. Yep. That's I came the, up with that myself. <laughs> that's the insight you're getting here and Just a Parishioner. Before we jump into today's topic, I just want to remind you guys, you can connect with us on social media, on Instagram at Just a Parishioner, or you can reach out to us at facebook.com slash Just a Parishioner. You can also shoot us an email at weareparishioners at gmail.com. So definitely check those out and connect with us. Um, if you've listened to past episodes, you know that we do parishioner profiles. Um, everybody's got a different story. If you know somebody who might be great for a parishioner profile, again, reach out to us. But, uh, you know, one thing that we wanted to talk about, Sean, was the fact that uh, there there are some little takeaways we can have from each day during Holy Week. Um, and we wanted to, uh, you know, there's some things that you might be doing already. And if you're doing them, good for you. I wasn't, or, or at least I haven't been uh, the last, you know, my entire life or maybe until uh, just recently. But um, some things that we do want to talk about um, with the, the triduum, like how to pronounce it. Yes. Triduum, tridium, triduum. You're going with triduum. It's triduum. It means okay. three days. I'm right. pretty positive. And of course, it starts on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then we've got Easter Sunday. Um, so let's jump right into it, Sean. Uh, the uh, you know we're going to start talking with Holy Thursday. Yeah, and Holy Thursday. Obviously, if you're Catholic, you probably learned at some point that it's the day that the Last Supper occurred. It's the day that Judas betrayed betrayed Jesus to the Pharisees, and uh, it, it's the day that Jesus instituted the Eucharist and kind of had the first mass and kind of brought the Catholic church into existence. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Uh, I, it's not on Netflix anymore, but there was the Bible series. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you ever watched anything of it. Awesome. It's so good. Awesome. I was on the history channel way back when in like 2012 was a history channel. It might've been history, but I I watched it on Netflix. It was incredible. It's not on there anymore. Uh, But there, there's one scene, that scene of, you know, the last supper and they, they like zoom in on John uh, you know, consuming the Eucharist mm-hmm. for for the first time with like tears in his eyes, it it got me every single time. I don't know if you remember that scene at all, but it was yeah. it was awesome. Oh yeah, no, that series was incredible. Yeah, I very very highly recommend it. Yeah, maybe I'll spend money and get it one day. Have you watched uh, the Chosen? Yeah, the Chosen. So all. I actually have the DVD of it, and I've watched a few episodes, but I I haven't watched the um the Last Supper episode like towards I, I really haven't gotten past like jesus doing the sermon on the mount um but with that being said i think this coming holy week i would love to go back and watch you know at least the episodes covering those events because i'll tell you the uh the actor who plays jesus i forget what his name is it might be jonathan Rumi or something like that he does a really really good job and i mean it's a very creative portrayal of the gospel so i mean Highly recommend that as well from the little bit that I've seen so far. What, what would you, which did you like better, Chosen or, or the Bible? I think so far, I mean, I've seen more of the Bible. Um, I think that, that also did a very good job of portraying everything. But I'll say, I think if finishing the whole series, I would pick the Chosen just because it, it really, um, I think the Bible series was more of a historical kind of portrayal of the events written in the gospel which is awesome 
but the creative approaches that they take with the chosen to be a tool for evangelization is I think it just blows it away. Cool. So I guess that's one takeaway. <laughs> one takeaway from today's podcast. Check out either of those if you haven't. Yeah. Anyway, um, Holy Thursday, right? Anyway, holy, exactly. Anyway, Holy Thursday. So Holy Thursday, not a holy day of obligation. Not a holy day of obligation. But pretty much every church will have mass that night. Usually, I would say around 730, 8 o'clock. Um, it's a long mass. I know when I was in college, there was a, a church nearby that had a trilingual Holy Thursday mass. And they would do one reading in English, a reading in Creole, Haitian, a reading in Spanish. And then every choir would sing like three songs each. Oh, my God. It was a long mass. <laughs> it, was just, it was about two and a half hours long. But I loved going to it. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the one here was bilingual. And it was it was long enough. And so every reading was in English and Spanish. And then our pastor, Father Tom, late Father Tom, he would do the homily in English and then the entire homily again in Spanish. Good for him. Good on him. And and that was amazing. But I'll tell you right now, I tuned out when that Spanish homily yeah. was going on. There was no shot, man. Um, so, I mean, I guess that would be that would be one of the challenges that we have for you for Holy Thursday is if you, if you weren't planning on it already, maybe get to Mass. Yeah, get to Mass. And while you're at Mass and, and kind of carrying it throughout, the rest of the triduum and heading into Easter, just try to put yourself in the shoes of, of the first, um, the first Christians that were there with him at the last supper, you know, the, the, um, apostles and just like celebrate Jesus coming to us in, in the physical form of the Eucharist and really just spend some time in prayer intentionally as the priest is consecrating the host and think about just what a gift it was and what, providence and wisdom it is that God has <laughs> knowing that he was going to his death that he was able to give us his eternal self here on earth in the Eucharist um, and then you know also usually the church will have a procession with the Eucharist that's consecrated during mass and it'll either go to a separate chapel or, or the basement or you know back into the front of the church for Eucharistic adoration either throughout the night or for a period of time after mass and uh, you know just consider staying for a little while and spending time in prayer with Jesus again, physically in the Eucharist there. All right. Great, great tips for sure. Um, I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit because we're talking about Holy Thursday. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, Monday's already passed, but Monday's in the diocese of Rockville center and, and most of New York, um, they have a recon the, the sacrament of reconciliation throughout the day. Um, obviously you're listening to this after Monday's passed, but with that said, most parishes, it, it might be tougher during Holy Week because they're very busy, but most parishes, well, if, if you call them up and say, hey, listen, is a <clears throat> is a is Father So-and-so around, is a priest around, you know, I, I want to do the sacrament of reconciliation, they're they're extremely accommodating. Yeah, if you haven't been able to get to confession uh during Lent yet, then definitely reach out to one of your local parishes in the area. I'm sure they'll be able to accommodate you, but a beautiful thing to be able to do before Easter Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about reconciliation. We talked about Holy Thursday. And so, Sean, let's talk about Good Friday. Good Friday. So obviously the passion, um, Jesus is condemned to death. He goes through, um, you know, what we kind of repeat during the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. He is condemned to death. He um, is scourged at the pillar. Um, well, the agony in the garden too, right? That's kind of Holy Thursday into Good Friday, 
um, before he scratches the pillar. Then he gets his crown with thorns, carries the cross, and ultimately carries the tool of his death to the place of his death and is hung on it for three hours until he dies. Um, and during that time, you can just imagine uh, Jesus kind of what's going on in his mind. Um, I, I know Bishop Barron had a really good reflection on it, talking about how Jesus was just confronting everything in the world that he hated during that time. Uh, it was, you know, the things that cause us to sin, the things that we're attracted to that draw us further away from God, things like wealth and power and pleasure and honor, you know, false honor. Those are all things that we may pursue instead of God in our lives. And those are all the things that Jesus hated and just had none of on the cross. You know, he was had zero pleasure being crucified. He had zero power. He was literally being tortured. He had obviously no honor in that and um, no wealth, right? He was stripped down, beaten, and everything taken away from him. That's what Jesus was willing to go through in order to defeat sin and open up a pathway for us to become like him and join him in right. heaven. Very, very powerful day, very somber day. Um, you know, a couple of challenges that come to mind, Sean. Uh, number one is, you know, that is a day of fasting, right? So just like every Friday during Lent, you know, don't eat meat, but, you know, save for one meal, two small meals that don't equal a full meal. You and I have had a lot of conversations offline about what that entails, <laughs> uh, conversations, arguments, you know, it, it's fine. Um, we're going to we're gonna run a quick poll whether a, a cup of soup counts as one of your snacks, but we'll talk about that another day, I guess. Half meal, not a snack, <laughs> half a meal. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but... Again, you know, we want to fast on that day, but uh, Sean, there, there's something, you know, there's another level of fasting that doesn't get talked about much, and that's, um, you know, offering up an intention for that day of fasting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't fast for nothing. We don't fast just for the sake of making ourselves miserable, right? The whole point of fasting is to understand that we are reliant totally on God and that we need God in our lives. And part of that is um, offering our suffering for somebody else, for something else, right? So that's where on Good Friday, you know, one of the big times for fasting in the church, it, think about somebody that you can pray for or something, a cause that you can pray for. Whenever you start to get really angry or really hangry, right? Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, think about who you can offer that for and try to find some peace in prayer for that person or that cause. And if you're, uh, a suggestion that, you know, one priest friend of ours made is if you're having difficulty during that day and you feel tempted to eat or, or, or even tempted to have meat, um, you know, a real quick prayer that, that, you know, he shared with us was, you know, Lord, give me the strength to realize that this will never fulfill me like you do. I may have butchered what he said word for word, but you get the gist of it. Yeah, you can use close. that. Use that. That's fine. Um, but you know, something to help you throughout the day because it is the truth. Nothing will fulfill us like, like, like our Lord and Savior. Um, a second thing that I, I would challenge people to do um, is is say a rosary, right? Because I've been doing the rosaries on the Hallow app, um, and the the sorrowful mysteries. You know, not just the there's an 18 minute one. There's a 25 minute one. The 18 minute one, she, you know, the the guy or the girl, they just blow through the the prayers, which is which is fine, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, nothing wrong you with got that. your rosary. Done. Reminds me of myself. There, um, but the, you, if you switch to the 25 minute one, um, they describe the 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 mysteries, 
and they do a little description of it that makes you reflect on it. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes when we're doing the rosary, we're not really thinking about the mystery in depth. We should be. That's pr- that's the whole point of the rosary. But to get a little a little description of it prior to the prayers is very powerful. So if you're saying, you know, I'm really not that great at praying the rosary, use a tool like the Hallow app. We've talked about it a couple of times. Again, not a sponsor, but just, I think, a very, very good tool. Three free months with the link in the bio, by the way. Not a sponsor, though. Um, so again, that's Good Friday and Holy Holy Saturday. We joked offline a little bit. Seems like the forgotten stepchild of this of, of these four days. Exactly. Yeah. Even though it's, it, I mean, even just in the church's eyes, it's really kind of a waiting period. It's kind of that time where it's like for us it's like this happened 2000 years ago it's just another day on the calendar for us between the morning of good friday and the um beauty of easter sunday and, and the salvation that comes along with that but like lorenz and i were saying offline you know it's kind of like all right yeah now it means not that whole not not a whole lot to us but think about like the day after jesus was killed on the cross for the original disciples and apostles and just how much confusion and fear and doubt there must have been before Easter Sunday, right? And that was really like the devil had won. He had he had established his kingdom on earth. He had taken out God himself with death, with sin. And that's what that's where the world was for about 24 hours or so. Thank God that, you know, well literally thank God that he had a greater plan than that for for all of us. Right. And 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 again, it's 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 weird to think about that that we don't really reflect on Holy Saturday that much. Because if you think about somebody in your own life who who's died and the day that you found out they died, it, a lot of times it is that day if you're very close to that person you're filled with emotion the day that they die, right? You're, you're, you may be angry, you, you know, a lot of tears when you find out somebody so close to you has died. Now think about the day after. Think about the day after you found out somebody died. You, st- you might cry, you probably, you might not be crying as much as the day before, but you're, you might be sitting on your couch just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? That's Holy Saturday. Mm-hmm. And And again, it's not, Technically, it is technically part of Holy Week, but again, there's it's it's not Holy Thursday, it's not Good Friday, but or or Easter Sunday, obviously. But um, definitely, definitely something to reflect on there. Um, but again, moving on from Holy Saturday, obviously we have Easter Sunday, Sean. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? Jesus defeated death. He rose from the dead. He shocked everybody in the world, and we're still talking about it today because it was literally the most significant thing that will ever happen in history until he comes again. Right. Exactly. Now, with that said, doesn't mean we don't have a challenge for you. That's right. And the challenge comes from, I think, two or three years ago. I, It was Easter Sunday, and I was going into my house. It was a beautiful day. I remember that because my neighbor, my next-door neighbor, his son was going into his house, um, into my neighbor's house. And I looked over to him, waved to him, being a nice neighbor, said, Happy Easter. And I knew that they were Catholic, um, but I said, happy Easter. And he looked straight at me, said, happy Easter. He is risen, smiled, waved, and then walked into the house. Like nothing ever happened. And I'm like, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like straight up again, he, he didn't know that I was Catholic. I said, happy Easter. So right. he knew I was Christian. He like, so, but he didn't know how deep into my faith was, but 
without even holding back, no hesitation. Happy Easter, he is risen, smiled, walked in the house. Since then, I've been saying that to people. I've been saying, Happy Easter, he is risen. Guess what? We got to keep that part of Easter in it. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it like on different podcast episodes and on the live podcast that was uh, the first part that was released, but um, like just not being bashful about your faith and being willing to put it out there no matter what the other person is going to react to it. It's like, no, I believe in Christ and I'm going to let you know about it. And, uh, you know, pra- praise God if something that I say triggers something in you that makes you feel more confident in your faith as well. Yeah. So hey, say those words. Yeah. Say those words. He is risen. Keep East and Easter. <laughs> keep East and Easter. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yes. Keep Christ and Christmas and keep East and Easter. <laughs> exactly. We need to make magnets to put on the back of our cars and say, <laughs> keep East and Easter. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I think about that, right? I think about Christmas. And if you said Merry Christmas to somebody, well, like, we always talk about how you can't say that anymore. You got to say Happy Holidays. But even if you said Merry Christmas to somebody and said something like, oh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, I guarantee you some people would be like, whoa, why are we getting all religious with Christmas? Yeah. I mean, you think about like, <laughs> I mean, the word Emmanuel, which is one of the, the um, terms that's given to Jesus when he comes. It literally means he is with us, right? Right. Um, I'm pretty positive that's what it means. I don't know. I don't, mean, don't look it up. I'm going to start butchering this stuff. I keep making <laughs> references, but like, it, imagine you say that, like, Merry Christmas. Like, yeah, he's with us. Isn't it awesome? Like most people would be like, what are you talking about? Ooh, I got to start saying that. Yeah. Right. You can, be, awesome. you can barely even get somebody to say Merry Christmas, like you said. So, it's, right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, happy Easter. He is risen. Oh, don't, don't make Easter so religious, man. What are you doing? But uh, like, honestly, it's, it's, it's something yeah. that unfortunately I think we do need to start doing. Yeah. Everything else with Easter that they try to do makes no sense. There's no bunnies that lay eggs last time I checked. So. I don't know where that came from. I'm not a science major, so. Yeah, there's definitely no eggs that lay bunnies. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> On that note, what uh, what uh, what else do you got for Holy Week, Sean? Um, I mean, we we were talking about just general stuff, and it's so easy to think about, like, the whole idea of just taking the energy uh, that surrounds Holy Week, like the whole idea of Christ coming to Bethlehem or coming to Jerusalem on uh, a donkey being welcomed with palms, pretty much how the Messiah was supposed to be welcomed in Jewish tradition. And six days later being, or five days later being crucified, you know, like the the drastic change of that week that started so high and came down so low and then went so high to, you know, peaks beyond which we'll never know really until we're in heaven. Um, taking all the the fervor and the hopefully... Um, zeal that comes along with that as a Christian and as a Catholic and trying to make that a real, just the driving central part of your life. It's so easy to say, but like there's, there's so many um, philosophers and psychologists. Like I think uh, there's um, a quote from Soren Kierkegaard. who's was a Danish philosopher. And he said, you know, the saint is the person who does one thing or li- whose life is about one thing. Right. And it's not to say it's this monotonous thing, but it's like I'm driving myself towards this one thing. And then um, there's the Canadian psychologist who's super popular today, Jordan Peterson. And in his new book, one of the quote unquote rules he writes about is imagine who you could be and aim single-mindedly at that, right? Neither of these guys were per- are perfect Christians or Catholics. So they, they both talk about a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily line up with church teaching, but they are speaking to something that 
the church's tradition has driven for a very long time, and that is make the resurrection the central thing in your life and recognize the gift that God gave you in having or being able to live no fear, uh, being able to live your life with no fear of death or pain or suffering because you know what the ultimate reality that's available for you is. It's heaven, it's life with Christ, and it's it's pure happiness and love um, in heaven. That That's, like you said, nothing in this world can fulfill us, but the love of God and the presence of God can, and that's what we need to live our lives for. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying this for myself, but I encourage everybody to try to think about that this Holy Week, especially. Right, and one of the things I definitely struggle with, and I think we all do, is the... Uh, is the thought of losing our lives for him, right? You know, how do we lose our lives? I mean, it's how do we give up everything that we have? Now, again, we we need to put him first. And if we do that, again, easier said than done. But if we do that, there are other aspects of our life that are going to be much more fruitful and much more enjoyable because he's not saying everything else is bad and I'm the only good. He's saying, no, I am, I am the good Everything else can be good also, but yeah. I I am number one. Yeah. He's good with a, an uppercase G. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. Everything else is lowercase. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at just a parishioner and facebook.com slash just a parishioner. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, give us a five-star rating. And finally, don't forget to reach out to us if you know somebody who might be great for a parishioner profile, or if you have a question that you want to ask us, I would love to uh, answer some of your questions on the podcast as well. And you can email us at at weareparishioners at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Have a great Holy Week. Please pray for us. We are praying for you.